good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you in the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Trust that you're gripped firmly to the unchanging Word of God. We live in unprecedented times these days, and as I'm making this particular podcast, most people are probably going to be aware, at least if they're not living under a rock somewhere, that there is great strife and turmoil going on in the Middle East once again. It seems to be a repetitive pattern that is not going to cease until I think God says things are all done. And so, one of the phrases that I've often heard in the past, uh, at least in the past week anyway, regarding what's going on in Jerusalem, in Israel itself, where Hamas, a terrorist organization, is actively bombing and shooting rockets into Israel, and of course Israel is responding by trying to stop that from happening, and they're going to extraordinary levels because people are dying as a result of the hatred and the animosity that people have uh, in the Arab world toward Israel. And so it should not surprise us that that thing is a, that, that's a continuing issue that's going to go on for a long time. One of the phrases that I keep hearing from people and writers, I'm, I'm speaking primarily of Christian people in, in Bible-believing circles. I've received emails to this end and people saying and quoting from Psalm 122. Psalm 122, they quote a particular verse, and that's verse 6, where it says to pray for the peace of Israel. So I thought it would be important for us to just reflect on that passage of Scripture. So Psalm 122 is our devotional thought for today, in which we are told by King David to pray for the peace of Israel. What does that mean? Well, let's think about it for a moment. Uh, there are actually three, they're called pilgrim psalms, that are assigned, uh, that are written by David. Uh, those three psalms, of course, are Psalm 122, there's Psalm 124, and there's Psalm 131. They are particular psalms that were written that frequently would be sung when people were going up to worship God in Jerusalem. There were three major uh, pilgrim celebrations that would be done in, in Jerusalem throughout the Jewish year. They people would often make long pilgrimages to these holy places to this holy place in order to come and worship God, and so they would often sing these. It became tradition and habit that when they would come uh, during Passover and Pentecost and Tabernacles, which are the three major feasts, people would go up as worshipers. They weren't sightseers as so many often are today, although there are obviously many exceptions to that. That when people go to the Holy Land, they want to sightsee and see all those places. Uh, that are significant in Bible history. But when these particular psalms were sung, uh, these folks that were going on these pilgrimages to Jerusalem would sing them because they spoke of something that was important to them and, of course, to the Lord. Well, Psalm 122 is the first of the pilgrim psalms. And this one focuses on Jerusalem. It focuses on the house of God. It focuses on one's act in going up to worship the Lord. And it's a reminder to us today that, you know, I'm so glad that we don't have to make long pilgrimages to holy places in order to worship God. Um, because we know that uh, the, uh, um, the scripture says in Acts chapter 7 that the Lord doesn't dwell in man-made buildings. We don't need any kind of religious entertainment that 
draws people to some meetings today. The key thing is the heart. And from David's words in this psalm, you can really easily pick up the kind of heart that we need to have if we're to please God in our worship. So if Psalm 122 as a pilgrim song was about training and preparing one's heart to worship God, it's good for us to meditate on this today. It is actually uh, extremely relevant for our own worship for the Lord. Verses 1 and 2 in Psalm 122 says, let us go. Um, it, it sounds kind of tame, like an invitation to a tea or something, but uh, an even better translation will be, we will go. Um, it is a determination. It is a dedication. Isn't it? It's an expressed purposefulness in going up to worship God in Jerusalem. That was a key, was the key place of worship. David had set up a tabernacle there. It was the house of God. And people frequently went there to worship. David even went there frequently to worship. He rejoiced in an opportunity to go with other worshipers to praise the Lord. That's what it is. Uh, when we go to God's house, it's an opportunity to gather with God's people. As annoying and distracting sometimes as people can be in church, God's will is that we be doing that together, worshiping as a corporate body, at least in the church age that we live in now. And I don't think it was any different during the day of David when he wrote this, that uh, rejoicing in an opportunity to be with God's people means that my my worship is not selfishly squandered on myself, but rather I'm gathering together with, with others that have been saved and redeemed by the grace of God. And so David, of course, didn't have very far to go in Jerusalem. It was just a short distance from his palace to the tent where the Ark of the Covenant was. But he lived in a holy city where many people came, and he didn't take that privilege for granted. He had a heart for God. He had a heart for God's house. He was a man after God's own heart, the scripture tells us. And not only that, but he had a heart for praise. Uh, the Lord predicted and prophesied from Exodus, the book of Deuteronomy, multiple times, some half dozen times, that that one day there would be a central place where they would worship. And that place, of course, uh, was determined by God to be Jerusalem. Uh, the Lord instructed David that the the place up on Mount Moriah where um, where uh, Abraham was to offer his son Isaac, but the Lord provided a lamb. Uh, that was where the worship was to be done. Uh, Jerusalem had been a Jebusite city, but now it had become the city of David. It is a citadel. It was a, a fortress that was located there in Ju between Judah and Benjamin where it united the people of God. But the most important thing about Jerusalem uh, is that that was the place where the praise of Yahweh, the praise of God Almighty was central. Um, the people were to go there and they were to give their hearts and their praise to the Lord. The name Jerusalem means, interestingly enough, the foundation of peace. And yet we know, even as what's prompted this podcast, is that the city has been a center of great conflict for many centuries. It's been fought over. I was there this past year, and you can go around to the gates of the current city walls, and it's all pockmarked with bullet holes from wars that have been fought over it and conflicts that have been raged for many, many, many centuries. Yet, uh, if we understand biblical prophecy correctly, and I believe we do, 
we understand that there can be no peace in Jerusalem or on earth until the Prince of Peace reigns on David's throne. Isaiah 9 talks of that in Luke chapter 1. So essentially what we're doing, folks, and my admonishment for us today is that, yes, we should pray for the peace of Jerusalem, as verse 6 says in this psalm. But actually what we're praying for is that when, while we know that no peace can come until the Prince of Peace reigns, really what you're praying is, Matthew chapter 6, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Even so come, Lord Jesus, John said in Revelation twenty two twenty. Jesus wept over Jerusalem because the people that lived there were ignorant of the peace that God had for them. And, and they rejected their own Messiah in John chapter 11. So our intercession for Jerusalem is, it should be something, yes, that we practice, but we've got to remember to pray from our hearts that God's will would be done, that Jesus would come quickly, because that's when peace will reign. So we're praying for the spiritual salvation, the enrichment that comes to those who love God. We're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. I am. I pray even this morning in my study that, Lord, I pray that you would bring peace because that means that my Savior is coming. He's on his way. Are you ready today? Because one day it's going to come when you least expect it. Are you prepared? I hope you are. Uh, there's going to be a time when God is going to bring these things to a close and his patience with humanity will be expended, and his patience with all of us will be done. And whoever is where they ought to be with the Lord and rightly being rightly related to Christ will live with him for all of eternity. Are you prepared for that? Let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that God's will would be done, and the Prince of Peace would reign. God bless. God bless.